You're listening to the brand new rendition of a podcast that I started in 2004, 15 years ago. I'm Vince Hollywood Kelvin, also known as Aphrodite's Prince or Figlio di Casanova. And the brand new podcast is called Sons of Casanova. The mindset behind it is to bring you back your sexual edge, zero apology, you're a man. It goes beyond what we can understand, meaning it's natural, it's God-given wiring. And tonight, we address a question that has kept on coming back throughout the years because it's quite confusing for guys to know how to best handle that. How do you tell girls that you want to have other girlfriends? It's important to be upfront, and it's easy, thank God, in this day and age, to be upfront because things have evolved compared to 20 years ago during the birth of the pickup community where we were definitely the black sheep back then. So now, you know, live and let live. Everybody is free to make their own choices. No matter what the combination might be, it goes way, 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 way deeper. Meaning a guy could be 100% with just one girl and be a complete asshole to her. Or a guy could be quite phenomenal to her. A guy could do the same being with many women or being by himself, being an asshole to himself. So that's not where the issue resides. And then you know it as a man that it appeals to you no matter what. So for those for whom this is important, tonight at last we address the topic. So first distinction. It's important to be upfront. That doesn't mean that you got to forget about seduction. One of my core guidelines of seduction is no matter what the angle is, the topic, the matter at hand is, their responses, no matter what it is, you stay sexy. You make sure that it's appealing, enticing, seductive. The second guideline is to make sure that you let go of the use of any formal ways to explain relationships because they are false as they are limited and limiting. So if a girl starts to go like, but do you want to be in a relationship? Or whenever the topic comes up, make sure that you go beyond the debate of, well, I don't really want a relationship. I want something else that you transcend all of that by presenting it in a way that's appealing, that's wiser, that is superior. So from the get-go, you're up from, but you're seductive, and you also avoid talking like other people do because you're going to get what other people will get. So you say things like, well, you know, The word relationship in itself is the word everybody uses. But for me, it's more about being in the moment. And a person could say that they're in a relationship and not reach that deeper place of fulfillment that I'm feeling with you. That's a simple, silly, on-the-spot example. But make sure that it is enticing. 
from those two core principles, we move to three pillars. Pillar number one. There's a tendency, based on what we just said, for guys to get a little dry when the matter needs to be addressed. And oftentimes, it's addressed when the primary relationship is not going that well. Usually, most guys, they meet a new girl, and if the girl is appealing to them, they're going to forget for a brief moment about any other girl. That's assuming the girl has appeal. But later on, your need to uh, venture further will come back. So your best bet is to solidify your primary relationship. And it could be fairly minimal, meaning before you even engage into presenting that idea to women, be certain that you boosted what you got going on with them. It could be in the short term, you know, could be suddenly you guys are, are kissing and you're making her laugh and you're enticing her and you really boost that. And from that, she go, you know, I really enjoy and love those moments with you. But now I'm a guy and, you know, I didn't think that, I didn't know that I was going to encounter you. So notice we present it not from a place of going down, but from a place of boosting whatever else is there. That's something we addressed a couple of weeks ago when we did the program on threesomes. So your first pillar would be to make what she's got going on with you so rich that you can't be replaced. Think about it that way. We are more willing to compromise and go along with something that normally we would not accept when the experience that we're having is absolutely, completely, totally phenomenal. I'll give you a silly example. You decide to go see a movie, and you don't really care about the movie. I mean, you were looking forward to it, but that is not the movie that month in advance you have been eager to see. Now, suddenly you arrive and they go, yeah, we don't really have any room left. We're going to charge you more. Uh, there's no refreshment or anything. And you have to stand in the back. You probably go, fuck you. Or you, if that's not your style to say fuck you, you probably be, okay, I'll come back another time. But what if it's, let's say, a premiere? It's the premiere of the movie that you've most been looking forward to see. Like this Wednesday, I'm invited to go to a special event where Jim Carrey is going to be there, and there's an opportunity to meet him. If as I show up, suddenly they raise the bar a little higher, they go, ah, oh, sorry, you can only stand in the back. I will still do my best to find a way around it, but I will put up with standing in the back because I'm so looking forward to be there. So the classic common mistake most guys make they reduce the seduction with the girl. They get either sucked into the conversation about it or they get in the conversation. It's not sexy. It's not seductive. And there's no reason why the girl should put up with that because it's not that great to start with. So your first pillar to do that the proper way, we're addressing tonight the Number one reoccurring question, how do you tell a girl that you don't want to be exclusive or however the question is addressed? Well, you got to be certain that it's 
not possible to replace you. That, and you can even tell the girls, sure, you know, I mean, you're a girl. It would be too difficult for you to find a pervert or two or a whole bunch of them that would want to put their dick inside of you. I don't think that it should be such a problem, sweetheart, and you know that. But at the same time, you also know that what you have with me, you will never, ever, ever find it anywhere else. And, of course, it's one thing to say that, but you got to be that. So do remember, during the Real Kings of Pickup podcast, we would always emphasize, and I continue to do that, the fact that uh, all your desires when it comes to love, sex, romance, pickup, seduction, are dependent on how much headways you make at all levels, because you got to hit the threshold of providing women with an experience that is so surreal, so above and beyond what another guy would give them at all levels, not in just one direction. They feel more connected and closer with you than they have with anybody else. To get somebody to feel really close and connected to you, you must allow yourself to feel close and connected. At the same time, you know, it's also more exciting, more of a thrill. They never know where it's going to go next and so on. So be certain that you nurture that first pillar of a mind-blowing experience, not you going out of your way, but you having reached a place where your ways are already phenomenal by themselves. The second one is the willingness to walk away. The willingness to walk away. If you're struggling with that a little bit, then you're going to be a little too scarce. And if you are truly willing to walk away, and you have the first pillar of an appeal that is unlike anything she's witnessed before. And you know that you're genuine. You know that you probably would miss her a little bit and it probably would suck a little bit. But at the same time, you are willing to face that because you don't compromise yourself. And you start to voice that from the very get-go. In your initial pickup, it's important to not only have her be the one saying things like, well, you know, I'm not really looking for someone. I don't know if I could do this. You, you voice that from the get-go, but the trick is that you voice it in a seductive way that is extremely appealing. I'm happy to come back to those pillars as you guys be asking questions about that topic or any other topic, but let me now give you the, the third pillar. The third pillar is we all fear less. Think about any concern you may have or have had in your life. If I look at the concerns that I have, at the core, it's only and always one thing. It's the concern that if something happens a certain way, we may be worse off and stuck there. So the art then becomes to presenting it as a plus. Now here's the obvious plus, and I'm opening a big door for you guys today. I encourage you to start a study. Observe the behavior of men who are in the company of women that they have been with for a while. You'll notice that they look beat. You won't have to look too far. 
go to any public place where there's quite a few couples, maybe even families and so on, and look at the guy. There may be an exception here and there, but for the most part, they look beat. So then start to point that out to girls. You go, you know, it's funny. Guys are funny. Look at that guy over there. I bet you he's a pretty good guy. But at the same time, look at him. He looks completely fucking beat. And pick obvious examples, which is, again, not difficult. I personally did that study once. I was at a place called Veggie Grill in Hollywood. And it's quite peculiar because as you place your order, there's a long table right by the line of people waiting to place their order. And I sat there for about an hour enjoying a veggie burger. And every single couple, you know, it was hilarious. The girl was leading. He looked beat. She was paying attention to other things, not him. And then you tell the girl, but, you know, you deserve better. That's why. You never want me to be that because you know me. You know, I've, uh, you know how cool I am. But, you know, here's the thing. Those guys, they forgot that it's in the nature of men to be a hunter. And if those women were intelligent, they, will all, they would all realize that they would be much better off to be with a guy that's honest, and that's not going to go behind their back because I bet you those guys look at girls like crazy behind their back, but they never would have the balls to tell them. So I think that you and I, we will go much, much, much further if we understand that I'm a guy, okay? And uh, you're everything to me. So you, you go back there to column number one. It's lacking dimension. We're going to contrast those ideas I just shared with you before we take questions with the way most guys will do it, okay? So either it's the girl that's presenting the topic, and when she does, the guy feels a little defensive, and he drops all elements of seduction. He goes back to, at best, apologizing for it or trying to explain and justify himself, or he gets stubborn and... uh, goes against what she's saying and go, fine, well, that's what I want. And it's not sexy, it's not flirting, it's not arousing, it's not attractive. So, or you have the extreme guy that just says it and he comes across as a little shallow because she doesn't, she, she starts to be concerned, but what about me? But no guy will have the dynamic of, the dynamite dynamic of Three angles addressed simultaneously. One, you deepen the seduction, the connection, and you make that grow even stronger than ever before. It's your best pickup, your best seduction, even if you've been with the girl for a year or more or a month. This is the ultimate, that if suddenly we pull her aside and we go, what's going on right now? She would go, oh, my God, I'm just having the most amazing experience. I'm here with my boyfriend. The guy is just so fucking surreal awesome. She also is not taking you for granted because from the very, very, very get-go, you have been mindful to communicate that you're committed, but at the same time, not attached, no codependence. You would have the balls, unlike most people, to walk away. And there you give a little hint along the way. And for that, too, you combine it. It's a form of multi-dimension communication where you go, hmm. You know what? I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, 
She really would have to fuck up for me to walk away. But if you did, I would fuck up. Uh, I, I would walk away. Sorry, I fucked up right there. But I repeat it a little slower. I'm excited about the topic, so I talk fast. You know, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, mm, you're so awesome, love. I'm thinking you really would have to fuck up for me to walk away. But if you did, I would. Most men, they, they wouldn't have the balls, but I would. Hope and doubt. That's how women seduce us. That's how women seduce us. I saw a text the other day of a thread that's going on where a girl is explaining to the guy that she doesn't really want to be involved with someone that she appreciates him. So she's texting him, hope, to tell him that she probably doesn't want to be with him. And I know everybody listening, you've been there and you know exactly what they're doing, hope and doubt. And then the third one, you got to point out the plus and also make it appealing. And by all means, as I stated earlier, avoid, absolutely remove out of your vocabulary the traditional way to define what's possible. I'm in a relationship. I want, any words such as, you know, um, I don't want to be exclusive. I don't want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. I'm not really looking for something right now. All those misconceptions, don't use that jargon. On the contrary, observe it in superior ways and don't let them use that jargon with you, okay? For example, if a, a girl would say like, well, you know, uh, I'm really looking for, uh, I want a relationship. You go, hmm, interesting. That's a big word, relationship. You know, for me, it makes me laugh because if you observe most people who are in a relationship, I think the primary reason why they don't have all the satisfaction that they want, unless you know many people who are super satisfied in relationships, is because they bought into a limiting concept of it. There's so much more. Like you and I, what we have is so much richer than this. I mean, I'm just getting to know you, but it's so much richer. I wouldn't dare putting you and your awesomeness and me and how we click together and all the fun we've been having, I wouldn't dare putting that in a box and put an etiquette on it and just one word. I think you got a good idea of some of the things you can start to play with when it comes to that topic. I am now ready to hear from you guys. Voice your questions or ask for clarification. We're not limited to the topic. We address all aspects of your pickup and your seduction. Some of you may be muted. If you are muted, you press star six to unmute. So try to speak first. And uh, if you can tell I'm not hearing you, you're probably muted. We've got quite a few colors on the line. You can contribute also, add value to the call by raising the, um, uh, what, overall level of the call with uh, a request as well. And I'm always ready to give you way more if there's no questions. But I, I like the dynamic of interacting. So, so quick summary until somebody will voice a question. 
it's essential to know that the primary concern is to be worse off. It starts with the guy not applying himself. This weekend, by the way, we're addressing how to approach relationships from the standpoint of a pickup artist. So I'm thrilled on Sunday I'm going to be teaching uh, with my primary girlfriend. We are going to address the topic of a pickup artist way to build relationships, plural, which is very different from what most people do. And I don't know if some of you were also there this past Friday. Uh, we did a class on body language, which was absolutely surreal, so good. Contact me if you missed it. We take donations to get the recording of it. So any further questions? Can you guys hear me? Let's verify that. Could somebody verify hey, that? Talking, you can... Apologies. My phone was ah, farther away me. I've got phone. a question. I've got yes, a question. Please, thank you. Ah, when, uh, when I go out uh, this past weekend, I met two or three girls. Uh, following up, I guess, what, when's the best time to follow up with them? Um, I met them on Saturday night and gr grabbed their numbers, kiss closed both of them, number closed, and I'm not sure now when to follow up with them. So any insights there would be helpful. Was there any form of uh, continuity? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, Playing, yeah, definitely around fashion mostly. So, okay, what I'm asking basically is we, we let go of the old model when's a good time to follow up? And okay. you keep it flowing, you keep it going. So, pay attention to this, guys. This is completely different. As you are in the interaction, let go of number closing in a dry manner. Sometimes you have a time factor, especially if you do crazy pickup like me. You may be uh, talking to girls that are at a red light and suddenly you say, roll down your window and you get them to enter the, or you take their numbers super fast, okay? Uh, you may be catching somebody who's about to enter a nightclub and you're not going there. And you go, ah, well, I'm going a couple blocks away, but let's be in touch in case something, something fun happens tonight. Here, enter your number. But... If you do have the time, which is the majority of the time, number one, you got to make the number closing way more interactive. Some of my classics throughout the years are, as you number close, you call her and you tell her, I'm just going to mute a line. There's a line that's allowed, 716. Okay. As you number close, you call her and you tell her to pick up the phone. It's silly, it's childish. Maybe you heard me say this before. It's one of my classics. As she will answer, you put your phone to one ear, her ear, and hers to the other ear. It creates the weirdest, strangest sound effect. It's a little childish. And yet I've never done that to a girl who said, oh, yeah, I know. They are always surprised to hear the sound effect that it creates, because when are you going to do that? When are you going to have a phone in one ear and call the other phone that's on the other ear? We, we don't do that. So nobody's aware that it will affect and it sounds like aliens have invaded. So that's quite a bit of fun. Another alternative is you call, you hold her hand and go, give me just a sec. 
and you dial her number, and uh, it goes to voicemail. You could always, in case, tell her, no, 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 uh, let it pass. And then you leave a message saying, hey, mom, yeah, yeah, how are you? Hey, listen, um, I just met this girl. I think she's all right. She seems pretty cool. But I hope she's not going to be the stalker type that will call me every night in the middle of the night and beg me to come over. And you look at her as you say, call me in the middle of the night to anchor it with your eyes. Those two ideas, you play with them each time that you're in an interaction, guarantee other ideas will come. And women will pitch in, contribute, you know. There's nothing greater than when you share an idea with a girl and you go, oh, wow, have you ever tried that? And now she gives you ideas for your next little routine or next thing you're going to do. And then you should make sure that not in the classic way. Please not. Not in the way where you go, hey, it was great meeting you. I, have a great, I had a great time. I hope you make it home safe. Maybe we can see each other some other time. Not in that way. Hell no. But imagine that the interaction is like water that you pour into a cup, and the time that you have for the interaction is the cup. So once you're no longer present in person, the water keeps on pouring, and there's an overflow. Simple. The problem is that men, we tend to only want to text to get to see her again. And it's lacking attraction. It's lacking comfort. So fuel in between. You depart with the girls and send them something right away. And this way, the thread keeps on going. The better superior model is, let's say, you're in the middle of talking about something with them. Now you start, suddenly there's departure. Text them about what you were talking about to continue or jolt them. But it's got to be brief and hardcore fun. Hardcore fun. My favorite way to have my lethal texting system is you give them an assignment that's absolutely ridiculous, something that you know will never happen, okay? Um, for example, I don't know. You look, you, look at, you look at her and you go, mm, I bet you you could beat up that girl over there. Okay, be intelligent, you know, since this is a public podcast, we want to make sure that we give the disclosure that you got to be intelligent. So don't say that to a really drunk girl that's already likely to pick a fight, but you say that to a girl that would never pick a fight, and you go, I bet you you can beat her up. Her and her three friends, come on. You got it in you. Kick the shit out of them, baby. And then 10 minutes has gone by, and you go, all right, so should I call the paramedics? Did you beat the shit out of those other girls? Ha ha. Because you're not asking for anything else. You're not saying, hey, maybe you could come to my place, or you're not like wimpy and going, oh, it was great meeting you. Or you're not, and it's outrageous, playful. They will respond in a minimal way. Maybe they'll send a couple emojis. Then you reply with a couple emojis and you let that be. Okay? And then within, within um, 
the understanding of time, let's say that's a Saturday evening at 3 a.m., don't text them again at 7 a.m., okay? Then the next day, you start a little thread again, just a touch of back and forth. And the options are, you text her, she replies, you keep it at that. Other option is, you text her, she replies, you text her again, she replies, you keep it at that. And you have those pending threads, and when you revive them, after two, three times, now you've established a pattern. We communicate, okay? So that's in place. And as it is in place, then uh, when it's convenient for you, you go, ah, you're too much fun. We so have to hang out at some point, okay? So that's how you're going to lead into hanging out again. There's a little back and forth, and you say, ha-ha, you're such a pest, or ha-ha, you're so much fun. Or, oh, my God, you're so retarded. Uh, I'm, uh, and you put a couple emojis, like I'm crying of laughter right now. We're so going to have to hang out at some point, which now it's easy for her to agree to that. And then you structure it. You go, I'm decisive. Maybe, see, right there, instead of going, hey, what are you doing Thursday? You go, next question. Me, I'm super decisive. You, how are you? I'm giving you gold right here because this is something you can recycle. So it's also a double bind for those of you guys who know a little bit of hypnosis. A double bind is when question A or answer A or answer B lead to the same thing, okay? So if suddenly she goes, I'm not decisive, then you can use it against her and go, I can tell, ha-ha. Or if she goes, I'm decisive, we go, well, prove it. Meet me tonight. And then in, in structuring, hanging out, and so on, it's important to cover more possibilities, okay? So uh, exception, see, if you say, how decisive are you? I'm decisive. Prove it. Meet me tonight, 8 p.m. Then I would send that, and I would send another little text saying, exception, okay? You're not well and feel like shit tonight. I don't want to see you like that. Ha, ha, ha. And you put like A, B, C, or B, you are, you are uh, training for competition and you're serious about the class that you may have tonight. Okay? And then maybe add, but hang, prior engagements with friends don't, don't count because a daring girl like you got to know when to not only ditch school or work, but friends. And it's all playfulness. And you also realize that the only thing that really comes in the way is when you start to doubt yourself. Because my experience is this. First, you should do as much as you can right there and then. You meet girls on a Saturday night. You kiss them. Keep hanging out with them. Okay? And you win no matter what because they're either the party type that are going to go on late and that's your same night sex, or they're not crazy enough to do after hours and so on, but that also means that they're a little more stable and likely to hang out the following afternoon. But that should be set right there and then. If let's say they are not likely to, uh, uh, it's not conducive to hanging out there and then, okay? Then keep the communication going and 
know that it's possible that maybe it's like a no-brainer, one shot, and uh, you talked about it a little bit. You should always talk, oh, we should hang out this week. Are you more a weekday or a weekend person? What do you do? You spend every single night at home or do you, you go out during the week? Are you a party girl that you, you're out every single night so you gather a little information, then you set it in advance, and that's your second option. The third option is uh, that there will be a communication and eventually it's going to happen. Now, it tends to linger when the guy gets reactive and she can tell that now you're obsessing about meeting. So that was a very, very rich, detailed answer at the core Casanova, Sons of Casanova podcast is also my contribution to the seduction and pickup community to really erode the misconceptions and start from a stronger, deeper foundation, okay? That idea of uh, uh, when should I follow up, that is not pickup. That is dating. If you heard it from guys who say they teach pickup, then they don't know enough and they shouldn't be teaching Pick up. Pick up. The, the, we don't even engage in the following up. We make what is happening at the time so significant. We pre-inquire. We tease. We test. We take, tell them, tag along. You're coming with me. And that's a little bit dependent on your skills of escalation. For you, I know, Akash, you're like super skills. You have girlfriends. You sleep with girls and so on. Uh, at least I'm assuming from what I hear and so on, and you got tremendous chops. Uh, just watch the models that we habitually carry with ourselves because that's what we used to do before. That's what most people do. And then text freely. Text freely whenever you want. And the more freedom you have and the more impact you had initially, you can violate everything. And learn also how to uh, text at times, or at times that are not reasonable, and requests that are not reasonable, but to get away with it. To get away with it, uh, for example, uh, you text her fairly late and you go, uh, if you're thinking this is a booty call, you're absolutely right. If you're shocked because we don't really know each other, well, you're right once again, and uh, uh, on my side, I get the grand prize of the most inappropriate text and, and time to text of the day. Seriously, I was thinking about you. What's up? Because women love it. Women are open to it. They want it. It's just the way it is presented. It's threefold. Number one, oftentimes, it's poorly stated. It's too dry. It's too common, and it's too rigid. Too dry it's, dry, it's lacking fun, it's lacking wisdom, it's lacking busting their balls, okay? Uh, too common, it's the same stuff that other guys are texting already. It's nothing new, nothing different. And too rigid, we got to understand that we cannot be like those guys who expect that the girl that they don't know would text right back, that she sold 100% on them, that if she doesn't text back, that means something is wrong, and that all, the only thing that they do is to hope that she's going to meet. 
with them and they keep on beating around the bush or just constantly saying, what about Thursday? What about this? Hey, what are you up to? And uh, they also are too pleasing towards her. They never see, see you, you'll get fast response from girls. If you start to start to tell them as you are in the interaction, you go, uh, you too proper for me. And on top of that, uh, call them retard and they say, Hey, retard. You know, the guys with an edge get way more. And if you don't think you can get away with that, you won't. If you know you can get away with that, you will. I'm open to taking one more question. This is the brand new rendition of my podcast, Sons of Casanova. Um, I will give a quick announcement. We did this weekend on Friday, Yogi Chris, Chris DeVildis, and myself, we did a streaming and a class live. Awesome. So we did a uh, streaming and a class on flawless body language. And I remember my cousin, a guy who is a professor and was working, not studying, working at Berkeley, California, UC Berkeley, with a whole bunch of professors, some, some hardcore research. It was common for them to do presentations. And we had not been in touch for a long time. Suddenly he visits and he watched one of my presentations. He didn't really have an uh, interest for, for the topic. Uh, he was just buried in his work and married already. But he said, dude, your body language and your subcommunication and subliminal communication is surreal. He said, I've never witnessed that. You communicate with your whole body, with your fingers, with your toes. It's absolutely surreal. So humbly stated, uh, it may sound like I'm bragging, I kind of had forgotten when I decided to teach that class how it's really one of my prime fortes and a big pillar of my pickup. So as we recorded it in HD, we also decided we're going to add some meditations because, of course, our body language and how we express ourselves is dependent on how comfortable we feel at the time, okay? Start to feel uncomfortable, we're all the same. I don't sound the same when I'm not comfortable and I don't use my body the same when I'm not comfortable. If there's somewhere, somehow, something that makes me feel uncomfortable, I start to speak more awkwardly and use my body more awkwardly. So it's no rocket science there. Um, so it turned out that it's quite a masterpiece. Initially, we were just streaming uh, give another great gift to the community. So we recorded it, and we still accept donations of $25 to get the entire HD recording. So if you didn't get it, uh, this is not something that will extend far in the future. This is for those live callers. Next, this weekend, we are doing, you'll find a, uh, an opportunity to click on a link to know more about it along with this, po this podcast. We are doing the um, a pick apart this way to thrive in relationships because it's done very, very, very differently. If you have one more question, someone, I'm happy to take it. If not, I do a little summary and conclusion. So I pause for a second. Yeah, I got a question, Vince. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about, like, the body language that you were just talking about. 
is it more of, or is it both, like just looking at the woman, what kind of signal she's giving, or using our own body language to prompt her responses? For me, I personally focus on the latter because if we overly preoccupy by what a woman may think of us or not, first we are most likely misled because her assessment is off and she doesn't know what she wants. Okay? You have to know that. So um, we're also lacking at the level of attraction because this is something we have to, to all admit and be clear with. The presupposed way to handle a woman is something that does not work with women. It would work maybe to demonstrate kindness towards a, a family member, towards a coworker that's really caring, towards a best friend. But let's say we have, we have, a, we have two guys, okay? And they talked to the same girl that one night. And uh, we noticed uh, it's a little chilly out there, and the girl looks a little preoccupied. And one guy starts to go, hey, you okay? You want my jacket? And, uh, uh, well, you seem preoccupied, okay? At best, he will end up in a long conversation with her, but he's not going to get her to the place where she wants to fuck the guy. Now we got the second guy around that... We're not suggesting that is an imbecile that will not notice that it is chilly and uh, uh, that she looks so preoccupied. But the guy approaches it that way. First, he's very there with himself. You, you can experiment, you know, take the same routine and do it with different levels of rendition. For example, when you go, once you go, hey, girl, um, uh, a quick question, and notice the impact. And then you go, you guys. Yeah, you too. Okay, here's the question. You ready? And you use your body completely differently. Watch how dependent on your del delivery it is. So the second guy goes like, you look like you're freezing your ass. No wonder. You, you, you're not even, well, you're not even dressed. What is that? You, you took a little towel and wrapped it around yourself. It does look sexy, though. And, uh, okay, what's up with the sad faces? Ladies, ladies. Friday, we're partying, smile. That guy will go way further, okay? So it's uh, also, of course, essential to know what your happy other people are responding, but it should not affect what you are doing. The, the core answer to your question, if, if you're concerned that uh, – if, if you're tempted to get the body language course that I just talked about, and that's why you ask, then don't be tempted. Get it. It's even richer than what I can say. There were two top students who were there who are in field every night. They started to ask questions. It led to spectacular answers. So that's one thing. If then you want the proper system to organize what you talked about, it would be this. First things first, syntax. It's the order that you follow. Number one, unshaken, you're not there to please anyone. You find, you're there to find what pleases you. Different people will have different responses. A person could be 
rolling on the floor, laughing at, at a joke I said, and the next person could be highly offended, okay? Somebody could be listening to this podcast tonight and hate the fucking concept, and someone could absolutely love it. So right there, we're not interested in getting the people who don't get us to get us. We focused on the people who could potentially get us or, or who are already getting us. So then to attract those people, then you are more solid than ever before. And you don't communicate in a way that's dependent. Dependent would be you hope that people are going to laugh. You hope that people are going to like it. You get a little concern if they're not really giving you strong responses. That's a dependent form of communication. So number one, at the level of your body language, independent communication. Okay? You communicate not to please. You communicate because it's pleasant to you. The second thing, it's important that people are aware that you're aware. But at the same time, you will attract them more by not bending to please them because of what you're noticing. For example, if I'm talking to two girls and they're not laughing much, I'm not going to think, oh, shit, my, they don't like my jokes. I'm going to be like, uh, what's up with you guys? The, uh, is your laughter but- button off? And all of that is based at the core on we are testing, testing to see if we have the right candidates. Okay, I'm looking at the time. We did it for tonight. Thank you, everybody. I'm on again next week. And visit the brand new website. Brand new website is VinceKelvin.com. VinceKelvin.com. We're going to have a grand opening of the website in a couple of days. Go and visit it and know that on uh, May 1st, all visitors of the website will be able to get anything they want on the website for 50% off, but that's only on May 1st. So meanwhile, have a good night. Thank you for the participation and thank you for showing up.